You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey, it's episode number 197 of Take Him With You for November 11th, 2012. Hi, Amy. Hi, dear. Raindrops are falling on my head. And just like the guy's feet are too big for his bed, nothing seems to fit. Those raindrops are falling on my head and they keep falling. So I just dig me some talk into the sun. And I said I didn't like the way he got things done. He's sleeping on the job and those raindrops are falling on my head and they keep falling. But you know, it doesn't help when you yawn to start the show out. Are you tired? A little bit. You like the theme song here? It brings me back to the 80s. Back to B.J. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty I, fun, I huh? think the song might have actually come out in the 70s originally. You know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any research on the song. I just played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, indeed. You had another song you were thinking about <coughs> doing. Are you going to do I'm, that later? Yeah. You know, don't reveal anything yet. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, so here we are. It's the Taking With You podcast mm-hmm. that we do every week. Yes. And my microphone is behaving badly. It, it makes bad, a lot bad of microphone. I'm trying to fix it. it. Around. Well, I know. I'm trying to fix it. Here, let me see if I can do this. Oh, it just keeps rolling around on the track, and I'm not sure why. Let me see. It should... Okay, there we go. Now I should be able to put this, the windscreen, on the microphone like this. I think like maybe you should do that before you start recording. That's this is in stereo. This is behind the scenes at Taken With You, everybody. It, it's kind of annoying. Well, you think everything's annoying that I do, so... Only... Oh, okay. You we, do. We need to talk about this because you got a new game... A, a new version of a, a game you've played off and on the last couple years. You don't mean you don't mean the new and exciting, um, challenging game called just ladies and gentlemen. Oh, almost, and almost, and long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Angry Birds Star Wars Edition. That's just awesome. Well, there's a difference of opinion that we have on that subject because I would like to shatter your iPad when you play it because I hate that Angry Birds sound effects. I mean, I don't mind this current music, but once you start shooting the pigs and stuff. I don't like those sound effects. Now let's listen to some of them. Why did I bring it up? Right. Do you hear the pigs? Yes. The pigs are TIE fighters in this particular case. And stormtroopers. So what level are you on now? I already finished it. Okay, now here we go. This is the Obi-Wan bird. He's going to use the force. That is fabulous. Okay, so another Obi-Wan bird. Ready? (laughs) 
And then now here's a Luke bird with a lightsaber. I just got to use his lightsaber. That was really awesome. And then there's a hand bird. I'm just telling you right now, this is the best. And then if you don't finish the level right, then watch what happens. Darth Bird or Darth Pig. That's that's it's pretty awesome. Don't you like that? Um, no. They also have um, Tatooine that you can play, and uh, and there's also well, there's several things like there's the bonus one you can play. And this one has, it's kind of cool. Watch this. You have an R2-D2? Ready? Watch. And then you have some C-3PO's. That's just fantastic. And he explodes apart like in Empire Strikes Back. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah, no. What do you mean, yeah, no? What I'm trying to find, which is the most funny of all of them, is they have a Chewy that is just hysterical. You know you're going to have to buy this for your dad for Christmas, don't you? Oh, he'll have it before then. You think he'll have it before okay. then? Okay, so here's Chewy. He's a giant Chewy bird. Okay, uh -huh. you hear him? Now watch. That's awesome. And here's an Obi-Wan bird. And here's a Luke bird. Awesome. Oh, now over here are some TIE fighters that I'm going to have to figure out how to get. Let's see if I can get them. Maybe. Oh, just a minute. And? And? Okay, this is really totally Wait, boring if, if this goes for over everybody here. listening Look right it, now. It, oh. <laughs> I didn't win. Okay. If you win, you get the really cool Star Wars music. Okay, but right now you have a Darth Vader pig that was laughing at you with maniacal laughter. Now this is a cool one. Okay, Rick. What? My patience is all gone. You don't want to hear any more of it? Nada. No more. All right. Thank you. You know what I was doing is I was trying to set the levels of the music and stuff, and I was turning you down on accident. Uh-huh. On accident. Yeah, this is just an awful game. What? No. An awful game. Don't say that. Of course, I've thought every single version of Angry Birds was an awful game. The Princess Leia birds are cool. Are they in nettle bikinis? No. She's in her normal suit that she was in the Death Star in. Uh-huh. The white dress. I would imagine that later on when they have updates and stuff, she'll be in his, her little bikini. Uh, don't you think? I don't know. Probably. Okay, but I really would like you to stop. I, see, the, the minute you started this game, I wanted you to stop. It's just so obnoxious. Angry Birds Star Wars, it's 99 cents on the iPhone. 
and two ninety nine on the iPad. Uh huh. And it's really quite the fun game, I have to say. No, uh, your dad has Kindle Fire. Would it be two ninety nine for Kindle Fire prob- too? Probably. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Angry Birds why, Star Wars. Why did I bring that up? That was I don't know, but I I really do appreciate you bringing it up because I did want to share with everybody uh. the cool sound effects. It's worth every penny of the uh, money that you spend on it because it's really fun. Angry Birds Star Wars, everybody. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment with more fun video games. <laughs> Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on The Amazing Race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our show, The Amazing Race Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week and ultimately win the one million dollar prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. Check out the Fast Forward podcast in iTunes or at fastforwardtar.com. And we'll see you at the Fast Forward. I love Alan Joyce's programs. They have so many of them. I get to listen to a bunch every week. It's really fun. Their latest, Tales from the Mouse House, was all about their trip down to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And they got to see Cars Land for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. It was a great episode. So you have to tune in for that. And uh, tune in. They're on Stitcher Radio, too. But then also, I really enjoyed um, this particular episode of the Amazing Race one. They're, it's just, they're busy doing a lot of podcasts, but we sure appreciate them. Love their stuff. So, And I enjoyed my birthday present that I got. It was fun. Actually, presents. I got a bunch of stuff from them. It was fun. Yeah. Did you like the peanut butter they made? Yeah, I tried it, and yeah, yeah it, it was good. It was um, very fresh. Al and Joyce sent us homemade peanut butter. Yeah. The texture's different because it doesn't have Crisco in it. Well, yeah, it's not hydrogenated. It's like real peanut butter. And so it Natural tastes really butter. good. Yeah. Yeah, we like it. So, yeah. So thank you, you guys. You were, you were mm-hmm. awesome. That was very cool of you to send us a cool birthday gift like that. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what was your week like, my dear? You're morning. yawning again. Why are you yawning? You're this uh, we, the world's most boring podcast. We stayed up too Take late. Take with you. With, we stayed up too late with a, a very talkative 16-year-old and um and then got up early. And so I'm just I'm thankful kind of for the lack, div- I'm, lack of sleep. I'm thankful for the DVR because it seems about the time we're going to sit down and watch some TV, Catherine comes in and talks. So you can pause. Please. I can pause and rewind on the DVR watch it later yeah yes i don't know i guess it's good that she talks to us still yeah i don't know what it is about teenagers though that they'll ignore you all day long but about the time that you well, want we to have a 20 year old that ignores us a bunch yeah yeah he he does he doesn't talk to us very much he does when he wants to once in a while you can talk if you wanna once in a while yeah anyway so what were you saying Oh, I just, that you're tired. You had a tired week. You were busy. Yeah, or something? I had a busy work week, and um, yeah, I and now I need to do things around my house, and then take um our son to the airport tonight. Yeah, he's going on vacation. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not. I don't know if we're going to take Jade with us or not. 
I think we are because Catherine has a get-together and we don't want to leave Jade at home. She does naughty things when we leave her at home by herself. Why is that? Well, you know, I've heard that when you have a working is separation? dog. Is it separation anxiety? No, well, it may be a little bit, but also when you have a dog that is meant to be a working dog. She's mm -hmm. a, a, a Australian healer. cattle dog. That's right, mate. That... If they don't have work to do, they will find something to do. <laughs> and she will find something to do. She'll go, like, try to find food in random places and get so into stuff. Last, and... last week for my birthday, I made a couple um, pies and I had to put them in the microwave and then close the, the doors. Because she can't open to... the microwave, Maybe she can't open the to... fridge either. Yeah, when we were gone. Um, during the day because yeah. we used to have a cat that could open the refrigerator and she would get out like cantaloupe and, and broccoli cheese. Remember and she cheese. got out the brick of cheese. Well, we had like a two pound bag of grated cheese. Oh, grated cheese. And she got it out and she took it behind the couch and, and not a it. hole in it. And she eat it all? eating it. Not the whole thing, but she was. She was pregnant, man. She wanted to have those kittens. Yeah, or and they it was were cheesy. after she had the kitten. Oh, this is she was ravenous, huh? Yeah, she just I couldn't get enough food in her. She just was so hungry. Well, she had a lot of kitties. She'd open the refrigerator all the time. That's funny that a cat could open the refrigerator. We don't have any animals. That that was other than me. I that can was open when it. we had the kitty Zoot. Zoot, bad, awful, naughty Lucky Zoot. Zoot. Yes. Yeah, from Monty Python's The Holy Grail. Yes, we've had some really interesting. Remember when we had the cat named Wiener, and you would call out outside to, for the cat, "Come on, Wiener, here, Wiener!" <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Dear. That was awesome. Thanks. We had a friend that called his cat Sexy. It was his dog. Oh, his dog called Sexy. And so this hilarious this lady that was his mom, who's very conservative and very prim and kind of proper, she would have to open the door and yell, "Sexy!" <laughs> That's just hysterical. Yeah. It's even more funny if you know who had to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it was awkward. Yeah. I loved Definitely it. Definitely awkward. But I, I named our cat Wiener for Oscar Moyer Wiener. His real name was Oscar. Yeah. And that's our dog. She's barking. Somebody here? I don't know. Amy's going to oh, check. Oh, I just got. You just un got what? I just unplugged myself. Oh, you just unplugged your headphones. Here, give them back to me. Okay. And Plug them back in. Just careful. Don't hurt yourself. My studio is kind of in a disarray. I'll talk about that in a moment. Okay. I, You're back I together again? I can hear again. again. All right. Yeah. It's a miracle. She can hear again. I can. I'm plugged back in. Okay. What were we talking about? Um, We are talking about pet names. Oh, which... taking our pet with us to the airport. Yeah. I think Jade's going to go with us, and I'll stay in the car with with her while you walk Andrew in. And so we have sure to stop and like take out. her on walks and stuff, you know. Yeah. We'll have to take her leash and everything. Oh, fun. Yeah. Either that or she'll eat things because Catherine's going to be gone. She'll get into things. Well, gone. yeah. And she's kind of fun to have with us. She's she's kind of a fun animal to take around. Yeah. And Not my daughter, the dog. Yeah. I like having her daughter with us too, but she's busy tonight. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so what else is going on with you? Because I've got tons of things going on. Well... Go ahead and talk about your things, I guess. I'm, I'm, I think our next thing that's kind of exciting for Catherine and I is we get to go see the, the movie, uh, the last installment of the Twilight series this week. 
I was thinking maybe we're going to talk about Thanksgiving or... Oh, yeah, we have Thanksgiving coming up, but that's actually like a week and a half, two We're putting weeks my studio away. together, but we, no. Yeah, we're she Twilight. talks about going and seeing... The last episode of Sexy Twilight. vampires and werewolves. Is that what they are? Werewolves and vampires? Well, technically they're not werewolves. Oh, stop. Technically they're shapeshifters. Oh, my gosh. Like, right. They take the form of wolves. Because werewolves... Could they take any form they want? Um. Well, not exactly, because that's the... <laughs> this is bad that I'm talking about this. According to the Twilight series, that... <laughs> The Native Americans in this northwest area where we live mm -hmm. took the um, shape of wolves, and that's the only one I think they can shapeshift into. But they could have been snakes if they lived in Arizona. I'm not exactly sure. Then this it would is, have been a completely different it's, franchise. It's all make-believe. The so vampires and the snakes. It, it's make-believe, but but the the difference, I guess, between a werewolf and the wolves on Twilight is that a werewolf that's related to the moon and oh. they turn into oh, oh, oh. wolves during the full moon but these oh, 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 oh. okay that's enough oh, oh. That's i want enough. to suck your blood no no you got them mixed up there according to <laughs> the twilight series um our native tribes up here in the northwest We'll be going around along pretty like normal, mm -hmm. but if the vampires come into their area, then it activates these genes that turns their young men into werewolves. Well, oh. not really werewolves, but into wolves. And then they can shapeshift into wolves when their their area is feeling threatened to protect their tribe. But they have a they have a. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, this is Amy a, Moyer saying this. Oh, I can't believe I read this series. It's only because I have a teenage daughter, so I uh -huh. actually listen to the audiobooks. I haven't right. watched all the movies. I had I to take down listened. an Edward poster no, from I our didn't. bedroom. No, it's true. <laughs> He's a pale, homely-looking guy. No, no, I don't have any posters. Pale, homely-looking. That's why all the girls like him. Well, the girls. He's yes. not so homely, dear. I just think he may be pale. That's for sure. It's kind of an interesting story, and and the author did write it fairly morally. I mean, because it's about a what, group of justified all you want. It's about a group of vegetarian um, <laughs> vampires, so they don't. Oh, that, that's to that's totally hip for the time. <laughs> they isn't don't it? kill humans. They only drink like deer and bear blood. Oh God! <laughs> Which sounds pretty gross. Tonight, we got bear blood. <laughs> It's kind of gross. It's nice elk blood. Well, yeah. They try to avoid human blood or even being around it because it, you know. Makes them crazy. Yeah. Yes. So it's 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 kind of interesting. I as I as When I was listening to the audio book, I'm going, how are they going to make this final Well, I won't be going into... to see it, just so you know. Yeah. Not mm. going to go see that. Yeah. I would like to go see the new James Bond movie. And I really don't care if I go see that one. I don't really care if I go see James Bond. But I did hear something about this new James Bond movie that it wasn't Skyfall. As, it wasn't as um. Oh, I'm sure he's going to be sleazy, but what? I've heard that he wasn't as sleazy in this one <sighs> as in some of the past ones. Okay. I'm sorry, James Bond 
he's he's not he'd um, probably be dead by now from all the diseases that he yeah, would have yeah he's Just he's saying. not very moral person when it comes to women he's a womanizer he's a womanizer yes M- mrs moneypenny i heard that moneypenny i heard that M, you heard that no m had a major role in this movie m you know the 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 lady that's in the m yeah Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That she had a larger role, which is it's kind of nice now that She's I'm. Cool. I'm so She's cool, far. Now that I'm so far into my twenties, as I am, uh-huh. I I really think it's cool when you have 20s. mature people having twenties to the second power, Shh. plus a few. Shh, you're older than I am, so be quiet. By a year and one week. So I think it's nice when you actually allow mature um, people to have um, large roles in things. You know, and this is I coming like large from, roles too with, with uh, honey and a little bit of butter. This is coming from someone that will probably be going to see the Twilight movie with my daughter where the average age is probably only like 25 in the movie. But Think you'd be surprised. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're a fairly young cast. Because one of the premises of these vampires is when they get bit, they stop aging. Oh, okay. So they stay whatever so age they, they were when they got bit. Yeah. So um, so Edward is like forever 17. Wow. He doesn't age. That's pretty sad. Which that will make it hard, be hard to do any more movies after, you know, the next year or two because. Well, they don't have any more books. So how are they going to make yeah, movies? They probably won't. Which is a good thing because it's kind of like Star Trek or, yeah, Star Trek, you know, when Next Generation was doing the movies, they eventually had to kind of kill off Data. Well, yeah, because he didn't even look anything like he did in the first, in the pilot. Because, you know, he's supposed to be an android that doesn't age. Yeah, John Luke looked a little bit hairy. Crusher doesn't look anything like she used to. Well, that's because we all get old. That's we get why. older. I mean, we don't look like what we did when we were 20 years old and getting married. Yeah. Yeah, we were young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm. life goes on. But, you know, as long oh, as... Oh, yeah, life goes on. You're kind of healthy. Long as the thrill of living is gone. Walk on. Okay. Behave yourself now. So what did you do this week? Not much. No, I did a bunch. You did a I, lot of auditions. I did a ton of auditions. Got a few bites here and there. Mm-hmm. And I um, finished up a project that I was working on for a company in Connecticut. And then um, did a big website for PraetorianCrossFit.com. Did their website for them and have been working with the owner, Mike. It's like an exercise training. Kathleen, Georgia. Website. Yeah. So I've been working on his website and we were going to finish up yesterday, but I didn't get a Skype call from him. So I would imagine we'll finish up on Monday and uh, he'll be a happy client. I got feedback from another client that loved what I did. And and then I just got, uh, I just did three or four auditions for stuff that I really, really want. One is a um, children's um, audio book to score it, do the music, you know, and and sound effects and the sound effects about some elephants that would be fun. Mm-hmm. And then another one is a, um, um, what was it? A bunch of, oh, it, yeah, it was a really cool thing where 
they they have a like a bunch of two minute or one minute videos and it's a, a place that does worship music and stuff and they wanted some backgrounds for their their uh, videos and i think i would do an awesome job at it so i quoted them and i haven't heard back yet so we don't know if i got that or not mm-hmm. and a couple other things that i've applied for. i got rejected a few times that always happens I get rejected more than I get accepted, but that's mm-hmm. what you got to do in this business. And we're we're still in the middle of trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I don't have studio. my system all the way done yet, but uh, I do know where I'm going to put everything at this point because I'm going to be using both systems at the same time. So, and then I got a really cool contract coming up with a local. Con- well, they're not local, but they're a con- construction company uh, coming up that I'm going to be doing their year-end video for them. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. It's a yeah. good contract, and it'll mm-hmm. be fun. So there, that's what I've been doing all week. And I, I was uh, met with a couple of clients during the week and it's just been tough because I, I've got all this nice equipment that we leased and I haven't got to use it it's yet. It's still because, in the boxes. Yeah. But you know what? I think I'll probably make good headway tomorrow afternoon. Mm-hmm. I'd actually home. like to get it all out of the boxes while Andrew's still here so we can put the boxes up in the attic for us. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. So we need to get on that today. All right. Slave driver yes, that dear. I am. Yes, mother dear. You always have the last words. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yeah. Whatever you think, dear. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say, dear. Very you can make good. me a little talking thing. Just hit the button. Go ahead, hit the button. I love you, dear. You're always right, dear. See, I told you you were right, dear. <laughs> Would you like the wallet? All the money in it? Okay, that's enough. That's These are things that you learn to say. After 26 years of marriage. Very good. Very good. Very good. Ha ha. Yeah. Okay. So that's all the stuff that I I don't have any more to talk about. Okay. So should we play a promo and then get into our subject for today? Sure. We'll take a little break and we'll be right back. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Rick. And we're the hosts of the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. We're celebrating the original Battlestar Galactica series, and we're doing that by uh, watching an episode in total and commenting on it as it runs. And you know what's really fun about it is we're attempting to bring guest hosts in with us so that we can talk kind of like that mystery science theater kind of thing. And we sometimes we make a little fun of the episode, and sometimes we talk about how cool it is, so you just never know what you're going to get when you listen. Yes. So come and join us. We're on iTunes. You can find us by searching for Ragtag Fugitive Podcast, and we're on the Stitcher Radio Network. You also can visit our cool website and make comments and have fun looking around in the officer's lounge and all that jazz by going to Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. Dot com. You have our word as a warrior. Word as a warrior? Plank down your cubits and come on over. And let's play a game of Pyramid. The Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. By your command. 
And you know what's fun is you're the special guest on uh, this particular episode. You did two episodes in a row with us. Lost Planet of the Gods. So you're on the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. Wow, I haven't listened to them yet. Really? Well, the next one goes out. Uh, on well, Stitcher? Yeah, pretty soon. Like probably in the next day or so. Okay. So yeah, that'll be fun. I, in fact, I have to edit it and put it together, don't I? I'm not sure. Yeah, and then we recorded last night. Uh, we got with Jeff Job from Canada and Chris and I. And we recorded the, the sixth episode of the Ragtag Fugitive Fleet, The Lost Warrior. Yeah. Red Eye. Yeah. It's going to be great. Is that the one where Starbuck gets um, no. kidnapped by the... No. Oh, okay. This is the one where Apollo crash lands on the planet and then meets the family uh, that's dad oh, was a colonial warrior. Mm-hmm. With Red Eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the Cylon. I remember Red Eye. Yeah. Yes. I heard the lupus howl down by the river. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and have they have the like these muskets they use. Numos. They're not muskets. Numos. They're numos. They're like air guns, like okay. pellet guns. Oh, like pneumatic? Yeah, that's why they call them numos. Ah. Uh, you didn't get that? No. Gosh. You know, there's only so much. I, I like the old Battlestar Galactica to a certain degree, but <laughs> there's there's a certain amount that I'm like, uh, you know yeah. more about Dirk Benedict than anybody I know. So, well, and Jane Seymour. Yeah, I was a big Jane Seymour fan, and I think as a as a young youngin. When she um, passes away, will it be Jane Seymour? I don't know. Get it? No. She saw more, not Seymour. Well, you know that her name is taken from a oh, um, no. woman. <laughs> it's it was like a queen. Okay, they can listen. They can listen to yeah. the podcast and find that out. Okay. Ragtag Fugitive Podcast.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before that was a promo for our good friend Joe from Canada. Uh, our friend another friend from Canada <coughs> does the Upper Memory Block podcast, all about cool PC video games from the eighties and nineties. From the ancient times. Ancient times back when I was a youngster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're introducing the subject now, huh? Okay. Eh? Yeah. Okay. So why don't you set it up? Well, um, during the recent weeks where the east coast of the United States was bombarded by a hurricane. Hurricane Sandy. Sandy. Superstorm. Superstorm Sandy. Um, we were often in prayer for our friend Sue. And we had several friends family. over on the east coast. Yeah, but... But we know her more than we know quite a few people. I mean, mm-hmm. well, my I friend mean, Chris is in Florida, but he didn't get hit by it. Yeah, but but she's the person we probably know the best from the New York, New Jersey area. Yeah. So we were texting off and on the last couple of weeks, and last yesterday I had messaged her on Friday and said, "Hey, could you um, maybe get on a Skype call with us and talk to us and our podcast listeners?" About well, how she, she how, works and lives in, or she she lives in Aberdeen, New Jersey, but works, but works in, in Manhattan. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And and so we said, could you let everyone know how you and your family and your neighbors are doing? And what is what is it like on the front lines? Yeah. So um, she goes, well, I'd like to, but we don't have. Um, they didn't have any power. Power. And so, and she goes, she has a smartphone, but the three G was really spotty. Right. And so she couldn't count on it. And then, like, I don't know, 
midnight our time or something or the power came back on yeah the power came back on and so she said oh we can do it so we interviewed her we interviewed her today and we'll talk to her and hopefully you know we've had her on the podcast before sue is just an awesome guest she's um, a great great person she's she's also one of the regulars on anomaly supplemental which is a podcast for geeky gals it's not just for geeky gals i listen to it yeah yeah, guys can listen, but it's done by geeky gals. Guys can listen, but it's for us and ladies. And I guess sometimes they do have a male voice on there. I've, Every um, once in a while. Yeah. I remember they, they the had a, a guy talk about Star Wars versus Star Trek one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there, there are occasionally males allowed, but, um, but it's kind of nice to listen to because I think, like, in society at large, um, it's still somewhat of a male-dominated society. So it's kind of nice listening to podcasts done by women. With a lady's perspective on things. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Actually, I really enjoy their podcast. It's mm-hmm. great. And they, you know, they, Jan and Angela founded the, the Anomaly podcast at anomalypodcast.com. And then they got to be friends with a bunch of really cool ladies across the country and all around the world, and now they uh, they started the supplemental uh, with uh, Sue and Casey and others that put that together, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. So they have lots of great stuff in the feed. You can always check them out on Stitcher Radio, and also on um, iTunes, and on their website anomalypodcast.com. So we were really excited that Sue's part of that. She writes a blog on there and everything, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was really fun to do the interview, and I thought it was really great. Amy for the idea of having her on and we're actually going to have her on next week as well but uh, we're going to talk to her about her experience at Dragon Con where she got to actually um, host some um, or do some, be on some panels there mm-hmm. which is really cool I think that's really cool that we know somebody that was on panels at Dragon Con yeah. but she'll talk about her experience and her faith in science fiction not her faith in science fiction but her faith and science fiction and how it works together for what she does. Mm-hmm. That'll be next week. Yeah. But this week we're going to talk all about Hurricane Sandy. Uh, how do you prepare for something like that? W- what happens in the midst of things like a natural catastrophe? And uh, what can you do to be uh, safe and keep your family safe? Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to talk about. Sounds good. Let's get going on it. All right. Here we go, everybody. Enjoy the interview. We'll be back real quick to wrap up at the end. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feel, and I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above And the sun's in my heart and I'm ready for love Let the stormy clouds chase everyone from the place Come on with the rain, I have a smile 
walk down the lane with a happy refrain, just singing, singing in the rain, dancing in the rain. I'm happy again. Well, with us today, all the way from Aberdeen, New Jersey, is our good friend Sue. Hi, Sue. Hi. It's our friend <laughs> Sue from uh, New York, or not New York? Well, no. you work in New York. Work in New York. Yes. You live in New Jersey, in yes. our sister city, Aberdeen. And my wife is here with me, too. She's yep, just I'm sitting here. there. I'm waiting for her to kick in. <laughs> it's kind of like pain reliever. You wait for it to kick in, and if it doesn't, just keep rambling. <laughs> keep rambling. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been very concerned for for you, Sue, and I don't know how many other million of your neighbors um, back there on the East Coast as, yeah. as Hurricane turned Superstorm Sandy came visiting um it wasn't a very polite visitor no it no. wasn't and um we've been thinking about you messaging you are you okay you know <laughs> is your house still up and every <laughs> once in a while we get a reply because we didn't well you didn't have any power for a long time right yeah and i don't know if it took out any cell towers i know when we had a hurricane a few years ago our communication on our harbor was really bad five years ago five was it five or five? Yeah, it was several five years. years ago next month. And um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, we had at least one cell tower go down. Um, and so we weren't sure if we were even going to be able to get a hold of you. But you you set us off little messages, you know, I'm alive, no power, but alive, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I got on my my um, my trio, my trio 650 from Verizon was my my smartphone. And I ordered a kerosene heater from Amazon in the height of the storm. And <laughs> t- two weeks later, it came in the mail. <laughs> well, wh- one thing that you would... Just when you need it, right? Yeah, it was all over. <laughs> one thing that you probably would relate to is is where we live. Um, they're really tall trees. And we couldn't get out of our property for several days after the storm because there were trees all over the roads and even and then I five got flooded and so we were kind of trapped here and, and no one could get in. So it was really odd and I, I don't know if you've experienced that for a while. Um I well, know that, the subways were down. Yes, in in my neighborhood, um we actually were not in evacuation zone. I am a couple miles from the beach and we're in a, a more elevated area. Yay. So we didn't have any flooding. We weren't evacuated, but there are some people that are family friends who were over at the house who were evacuated, who live much closer to the water. And, um, you know, there are pictures all over the internet. If you see anything labeled Keyport or Keensburg, those are the, the two towns that are very, very close, basically between Aberdeen and the water. And we're only a couple miles in. Wow. So you guys had guests. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they have um, – one of the families did get flooded and has to do a lot of, of restoration. And the other was able to go back. They didn't have any problems, and they got power back first before we did. Wow. So they – yeah, they are – both families are now in that one family's house. 
<laughs> wow. But in my house, we, well, they were saying before the, the storm hit that the worst place to be was in a shore town in New Jersey surrounded by trees. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's my house. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but we were very fortunate. Nothing fell. Nothing hit the house. Nothing really much came down in the neighborhood. We actually had some people out on Monday night we saw in the neighborhood sawing off loose branches on their trees. Wow. Uh, there were a couple trees that came down up the street. And then just this week, the the nor'easter hit, mm-hmm. which is basically a, a cold hurricane um, <laughs> with snow. On the heels and, of the other one. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the heels of the other one and took down two large telephone poles up oh, the street. My mm-hmm. But as far as I know, nothing in my immediate neighborhood uh, or any falling trees, I should say, in my immediate neighborhood did any damage. Oh, good. That's but crazy. I do know there are a couple people who, who had some trees land on cars and some trees very nearly miss houses. Wow. But, I mean, there are other people that I know from the storm surge. Um, one woman from the church said that it came through her house like a tidal wave. Wow. It broke down the front door, gathered up everything on her first floor, went out the back door and took the back half of the house with it. Wow. Wow. That must have been scary. Wow. That that reminds me of when we had um, back in 1980. This is, I don't even know, were you born yet? Um, Anyway. (laughs) 80, not quite yet. Okay. Well, 1980, um, Rick and I were. That's a terrible, honey. I was in junior high. Were you in early high school, 1980? I would have been a freshman in high school. Um, We had Mount St. Helens erupt, and it made rivers of this mud made from ash. And and, and it did that where it it went through people's houses, took houses off, off their foundations. Filled the houses up with this mud. I mean, like the like a big, huge, heavy bridge that you would cross a river with. All of a sudden, the stuff would come by and just knock it right out. Just yeah. wham! I like re- Department of, you know, the transportation bridges. Not, not just yeah. podunk. Hey, let's put a bridge over this river. Yeah, big bridges and yeah. and houses floating down rivers. Oh my and, gosh! Yeah, it was so, crazy. Yeah, I guess every area has its um upsets in nature but well they say that if mount rainier blows we're in big trouble yeah because it's, it's right next lot. to seattle seattle puyallup and we're Tacoma. only how what 100 miles from mount rainier oh, 150 so maybe that's yeah. probably not a good yeah. thing yeah. yeah so yeah it's um but so, it's not fun when you go through it is it <laughs> <laughs> not really no and well there's nothing you can do about it no there's really not um, except really open your doors for people who have it worse. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And you guys were able to do that. That's good. I, I would imagine, um, knowing you and your family, that uh, that is exactly what you did. Yeah, we had uh, eight people, two cats, a dog, a guinea pig, and several <laughs> fish in the house. And a partridge in a pear tree. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that was one of the things that kind of blessed me as we were watching the news footage is that the first responders were being pretty patient with people bringing their pets out, too. I think that's one of the things that from Katrina and from the tsunami in Japan, you know, you saw so many stranded animals. Oh, I know. For those of us that are pet lovers, we're like, oh, they just left the dogs to die. And, you know, it's like, oh. So I thought that yeah. was neat. I saw people, you know, sometimes that's all they had. 
was the clothes on their back and their yeah. and their pet. And yeah. I'm going, wow. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the evacuation orders, especially in New York, told people not to take their animals. Oh, that's awful. Well, because they had to, where were they going to evacuate to? A lot of people who live in the city don't have other family on higher ground somewhere. They, so they were sending them to, you know, the the shelters and they didn't want animals there. And, and that's, I think why in many cases, a lot of people weren't leaving. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it would be hard. That then. in combination with Irene last year not being the big deal that they expected it to be or they made it out to be, mm-hmm. a lot of people refused to leave their homes in evacuation zones. And I don't know how much of the news has gotten out to the rest of the country, but the, the mayors were saying in, in New Jersey and in New York, you have to leave because if something, if it is bad, the first responders aren't going to be able to get to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, there's a story of a woman in Queens who during the storm was trying to get out with her two young boys and the, the storm surge swept them away from her. Oh mm. my goodness. And it's, it's a terrible story, but she was in an evacuation zone and she refused to leave. It's like, hello. It's exactly what, what you were warned about. Yeah. The people yeah. in breezy point, they were in an evacuation zone, but then they had people running from this fire that they couldn't put out because the first responders couldn't get there. Right. Yeah. And that's Atlantic city too. the, the mayor of Atlantic city pretty much countermanded the governor's orders and said, no, you don't have to evacuate. Don't worry about it. It won't be too bad. Oh my mm. goodness. And Atlantic city so, was hit really hard. Yeah. The, the boardwalk is gone. It's all ripped up. Um, yeah. yeah we've seen seaside pictures. Heights and seaside park that just a few miles up the beach are gone. also, I mean, the roller coasters in the ocean. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I remember watching the news when the storm was just blowing in and, and president Obama was on, on the news saying, please evacuate if you're in a, you know, a coastal zone because that that thing, you know, you're going to put, you're going to put the first responders in harm's way if you don't, you know, get out and, Sadly, they didn't listen, you know, and I don't know how many more lives would have been saved if they would have left. Yeah. Well, okay, so, Sue, now that you've gone through this, um, you've seen the good side and the bad side of humanity. What? Tell us a few of the good things that you saw, and then I, I'd love if you would share some of the stories of your commute <laughs> as well. Sure. Um, well, the amazing thing is that I guess you can call it a grassroots relief effort started almost immediately and people were so willing to help and there there are probably pictures they're all over the internet of people who had power just sticking extension cords and power outages out in their front lawn and putting up signs that said charge your phones that's awesome we have power charge your phones because that's that's how people communicate now. And everybody has yeah. a smartphone. My phone lasted, what, 24 hours? Yep. And then it was like, oh, now what do I do? See you later. <laughs> yeah. Um, there has been so much clothing donated that people are saying they don't need anymore. Wow. Relief organizations. Um, the really hard part is, is the gas and food and getting uh, it to mm-hmm. certain people. Because there are still some areas that you just can't get into because the mm. waters are, are sitting there. It's just standing water in Ugh. certain places. 
That's crazy. Well, and then that yeah. may that makes a um, potential hazard for disease too. Oh, all I, stuff, yeah. I've heard that you know the sewers backed up, and you know, so it's like um, we need to be careful with drinking water and even you know how you wash probably because mm-hmm. there's contaminants in the sure. water. So you had you saw some good things come out of some humanity. And I, I suppose a lot of churches and stuff were helping. I know we we um, saw a lot of advertising for the Convoy of Hope bringing, you know, food and supplies and stuff into the areas and things like that. So we saw a lot of activity in, from the from a nation standpoint. Right. But and you got to see it you know, up close. The thing, at least in, in my area, because we just got power back last night. Yeah. So it was almost two weeks. Yeah. Um, it was hard to organize because of the cell phone issue and anyone who still has a landline, it's in one of those bundle packages, mm-hmm. you know, TV, phone and internet. Mm-hmm. So when the power is out, you don't have your phone. That's right. Mm-hmm. So there was very, it was very difficult to communicate or get in touch with someone. Oh. If you did want to organize any kind of relief effort, you had to find somewhere with power to find out what was going on. Right. And, you know, we saw people coming in from other places that did know where to go and did have power. That was amazing because a lot of us here just didn't didn't know. Yeah, there's no way to no way to, to find know. out. And that's so different because we're so used to being connected all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, at a moment's notice, we can talk to somebody. And, and so, yeah, and I think, that. I mean, people will disagree with me, but I think that a lot of the utilities and the subway workers and the transit workers have done. An amazing job. I mean, New York City subways were running in part on Thursday. That's pretty amazing, considering they were all flooded. Yeah, yeah, underwater. I mean, you could get there. There were some buses going over <coughs> the the water crossings, and there were long lines. But people were generally congenial. I mean, we were all in the same boat, right? And by, I think by Sunday, there were at least some trains that or some subways in the city that were running on their complete line. Wow. And this past week they except for some really damaged stations like in Coney Island or Queens at the end of the lines, they're almost at a hundred percent service. That's yeah. and that's really a miracle. It's astounding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, so you I had mean, to commute from all the way from Aberdeen into um new uh well you're down downtown are you are you by Manhattan? I'm I'm in Manhattan. I am two blocks south of Times Square. Okay, so what was what was that like? You couldn't go for a while. No, I couldn't. Um, Well, New Jersey Transit trains are still down. They're the control center. The train control center flooded completely. And from what I understand, it's one of the ones that's you you go down into it. It's in the ground. So when I say flooded, I mean. Flooded. Flooded. Yeah, and, it, <laughs> and it's not Underwater. just it's not just yeah. with fresh water either. It was no, with salt water. Yeah, well so, there goes all the electronics. Yeah. Right. And so anything trains, yeah, exposed metal. Trains still are not running except for uh the line that goes from Trenton to New York. And, and that's, that's because full. it runs on Amtrak lines. Oh interesting. So those trains can be um, adjusted from the Amtrak control center. Wow. So do you have to so, take a bus? Yeah, I'm taking buses in, and uh, so is everyone else in this area who goes into New York for work, which is uh-huh. quite a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and they're running some shuttles from other places. They're, they are supposed to be increasing the number of buses 
Uh, I haven't really had too much of a problem getting in in the morning. It's really not that bad. But coming out, it seems like everybody is, you know, at the bus station at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm fortunate that I'm able to uh, leave work around four, and I'm just a couple blocks from the Port Authority bus terminal in the city at work, so I can get there pretty <coughs> quickly and get on an earlier bus out. Right. And then you have to sit there and wait and wait and wait. Yep. <laughs> but again, I mean, everybody's in the same boat. Mm-hmm. So. And did you, did you find did you find that on the commute that people most people are pretty pretty good i mean are they are they being good to each other and yeah in general i think so there are a, a couple people every now and then who it's a stereotype but i think of it as the the attitude of the financial district mm. the sort of you know entitled i shouldn't have to wait right my time is important i'm the best kind of thing mm-hmm. but i i think because i'm leaving my office a little bit earlier than normal i'm missing a lot of that yeah so but i mean generally nobody's pushing or shoving everybody just sort of understands that this is the way it is and it's probably going to be this way for a while yeah yeah commuting how was were your employees are, are are the employers pretty understanding as far as as i see mine are certainly well, that's yeah. good well they're probably in the same boat too huh yeah yeah well, I use the the term boat in a uh, right. kind of ironic way. Sometimes literally in the same way. Yeah, boat. <laughs> I was going to say, hmm, did you canoe to work? I kayak, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, now I understand that you had some interesting situation with customers that uh, didn't quite understand the severity of what happened. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, because I my company deals with, with theater tickets, I think a lot of people who call us assume that we're like, you know, Ticketmaster with different call centers all over, right. wherever. Right. Mm-hmm. And But no, we're a local business. We're a small business. We're a couple blocks south of Times Square. I have a friend who uh, works in the same neighborhood who does uh, travel stuff right. for, for, you know, tours and groups and hotel reservations and sometimes even plane reservations. And people are, you know, calling and for the most part, if shows are canceled or if tours are canceled, they're going to get a refund anyway. Sure. But before you even give them the instructions on how to go about it, they just start screaming and yelling oh over the, the couple hundred dollars they spent on these tickets. Right. and Not realizing, you yeah. know. I had somebody tell me, you know, it's bad enough that my anniversary got postponed. Oh, <laughs> It's like people have lost everything they've owned, and you're right. complaining I, about I, a date I'm getting not changed. Sure that they they realize <laughs> that they're calling someone. I mean, I I feel very fortunate. I was just out of power for a couple of days. Right. But you know, you could be calling someone who waited for four hours in line to to get on a bus to come to work, and who could be going home to a, a shelter because mm-hmm. they lost their home. Yeah. And you're complaining about the the couple hundred dollars you spent on show tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just think about it a little bit before you you call and complain to someone in New York about <laughs> the money you lost because your flight was canceled because of the hurricane. Right. <laughs> you know? it's, yeah. It's like and, hmm. Yeah, and I had the I I mean for for 2 weeks my only I guess source of entertainment at home was listening to the radio. And right. there were some people calling in to the New Jersey station who were in the same situation I was, that their their only problem was that they didn't have any power or maybe that 
you know, they were running low on gas because we had gas rationing here. Right. I think we still do, actually. And they were talking about how much they're suffering because their power's out. I'm just like, I'm not suffering. My power's out. I'm inconvenienced. Sure. I'm taking the bus instead of the train. Right. I'm I'm inconvenienced, but I'm certainly not suffering. Right. People who have, have lost possessions or homes or even loved ones, they're yeah. the ones who are suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I... You know, trying not to complain, realizing that I have it pretty good considering what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Do you think that you're, because you're a believer, do you think that your faith entered into that, your, into your attitude? I didn't think about it directly in that way, but probably. Well, you know, I mean, I, you, you live that way, though. I mean, I, I know, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, obviously we all have our quirks and things, but... um but for the most part, um, I don't know. Do you, do you faith does change the way you live in in some aspects? I mean, we're normal; we live like everybody else. But there are aspects of our faith that enter into situations that we're in that maybe will react or respond a little bit differently than than others might. Yeah, and I think it's something that comes up a lot in the Bible studies we do at my church. In that, you know, all you need to do to be saved is believe. Right. There are there are no sets of rules you have to follow, but when you are saved, you want to do what God wants you to do and live the way he wants you to live. Right. So it's it's sort of cyclical and it can be difficult for some people to understand. Well, I think but, because people get the cart before the horse, they think that right. well you do nice things and then you get saved because of it. Right. And when it's, it's not opposite like I, of that. There are no no set forth rules that if I don't follow these rules, I'm in trouble. Right. You know, and and there's sin and there's this and there's that. But, I mean, if if you're a believer, there's a, a change in your heart that's a, supposed to make you want to live that way. So right. it's not a chore. Right. It's, it's a desire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people get into funks and nobody's perfect. And, you know, I, in my own world i you know have been depressed or grumpy or you know sarcastic i i'm i realize that i'm a rather sarcastic person never (laughs) never people people have called me grumpy people (laughs) i was actually called um i was told i was an angry person no by somebody i worked with i was like i really hope that's not how i'm coming off Uh, but it was a couple years ago when i was in a bad work situation and i was in a depressed place and i was in a a dark place and i wasn't happy yeah but you know especially the past couple of years i have sort of made the effort to it doesn't hurt anybody to be kind right Mm -hmm. and it doesn't help anybody to be rude like i can be in a bad mood but what does it serve me to be rude to somebody it doesn't I, so I, yeah. you know, if if somebody's going to push me out of their way so they can get in front of me in a line, fine. Enjoy. I, I think <laughs> if, that I think your job probably helps you really appreciate customer service. <laughs> I noticed when my daughter was working at Domino's, she's like, "I can't believe how mean someone some people are." Over and a then, pizza, yeah. And then yeah. so she would. I noticed that whenever she went to the grocery store with me, she purposely would say. Oh, thank you so much, you know, and it was just like really friendly to anyone that helped us because she had a new appreciation for that. Yeah, Yeah. (coughs) absolutely. And I mean, I have, I've been in ticketing for over 10 years now 
And a lot of that time I end up on the phone. So I'm not going to say that I never get angry when I'm on the phone with the customer service. Sure. But I try and stop and say, look, I know it's not your fault. And I'm annoyed with the situation. And I don't mean to yell at you. And I'm just frustrated. And, right. you know, and, and I appreciate that when I hear it. So mm-hmm. I like to think that other people <laughs> yeah. also appreciate that. Well, but, most I mean, people. Applied yeah. to this situation, I mean, it's not going to help me get home any faster. Right. To mm-hmm. be angry with somebody else in line or to huff and puff and be annoyed that I'm, I'm standing in line for a bus. I might yeah. just might as well just laugh at it yeah yeah you know well it's not gonna serve me any to yell about it i am so glad that you and your family are safe and everything's okay that's uh that is a relief for us yeah thank you that's a good thing and i'm and i'm sorry that you guys had to go through that it's one of those things that you don't ever plan and uh and you really i mean you can be ready as far as disaster preparedness but Going through it is a whole different story than talking about it. And we know what you felt like because we were there. And we were so blessed by the uh, community of people uh, in our sci-fi friends and stuff. They came together and they helped us pay for the deductible on our insurance and and even sent us (laughs) some food. It was really nice. They they sent us like this Hickory Farms. um, I won't forget that. That made me cry. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, friends, we never met most of them. And now we've met a few of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the time, we never met any of them. And, and uh, they all kind of banded together and helped us. And that was, it showed a lot about uh, the kindness that people have in their heart. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I felt, you know, the saw the same thing from people all around the country that friends I had were, when I was able to get to work and get online, it was, can I send you anything? Do you need right, anything? What right. can we do to help you? And, you know, in the situation I was in, knowing that everyone else, not everyone, but several people were in much worse shape, said, like, I don't really need anything. Right. I'm just waiting for my power to come back. Mm-hmm. So, You're you know, pro- I don't, don't send me anything. <laughs> if you want to do something, you know, send clothes or money or whatever you want to send to the big relief organizations. Right, that are doing, doing stuff there, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I don't need it. You know, my, my family was safe. My stuff was dry. My home was intact. And your, so. and your cat was happy. Well, I don't know about happy. <laughs> but. It's hard to please a cat. Are, are the he had ro- cat if he was fine. There are, you go. Yeah, exactly. Are the um, roads clear enough to get relief in now? I, I think you said there's still some places that are underwater and it's hard to get um, help to a few people still. Yeah, as far as I know, most places are accessible. Good. Good. But there's just, there was so much stuff down. <coughs> yeah. That, and, and limited resources to take care of it that, you know, there were um, neighbors across the street from me had a couple trees down in their backyard, and I think they were just taken care of on Thursday. Yeah. Wow. That's so, crazy. you know, there's, there's only so many resources, and they're mm-hmm. and <laughs> what what they're doing is ma- making sense. They say that if they can do one fix that's gonna help five thousand people versus a fix that's gonna help five hundred people, they're gonna do the the fix that'll mm-hmm. help more people first. Like Spock, right? <laughs> the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, or the one, or the one. I'm sorry, I'm bad. 
Yeah. Well, you know, we were originally we were going to have you on the program to talk about something really cool, and I still want to do that. In fact, maybe if you will so agree, as I'm talking to you right here and didn't even give you a chance to think about it, we'd like to have you back on the program and talk about something that you did recently that just blew my mind. And you were part of a convention, uh, and you were on panels and led discussions and did all sorts of cool <laughs> things. And I'm just sitting here going, "That's awesome!" And I wanted You're to hear making it sound much fancier than it was. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you don't think it was that big of a deal, but it was. And uh, what was it called? Dragon Con. Yeah, I was. Um, I went to my third Dragon Con this year, and I was on a handful of panels. I think I wound up being on five. Well, okay. So this is what I want to do, if it's okay with you. I've got one more question for you about the the hurricane situation. Okay. And then, would you come back on the show, maybe in the, maybe even next week or or so, and and uh, we can talk to you about the convention. Sure. Okay. All right. So here's my other question about the the hurricane. You ready? Amy's looking okay. at me like funny. What are you looking at me no, like? No, I'm just waiting to hear what you're She's asking. Like, what is she going to ask? Okay. So people are listening. Um, maybe a majority of our listeners have never gone through a natural catastrophe, but tell us a little bit about what, what could they do to make it easier on their family in a situation like this? Because most likely the way the world is going, um, we're going to, some people are going to experience something that's a little bit out of their control and they're not able to handle it. Uh, weather-wise, because we've had so many weird things or earthquake or whatever. What what kind of advice would you give people on making it through that without freaking out? Well, I think that's actually the main thing. What you said is don't freak out. You know how they say if a little tiny kid falls down and you just let them get back up, they're fine. But if all of the adults rush to him, they think it's a big deal and the little kid starts crying. Right. It's sort of that same situation. As soon as one person starts panicking, it's going to infect everybody around them. It does do that. I, I've noticed yeah. that. So, I mean, you stay calm is the biggest thing that I can think of if something happened. I mean, we, it, it can be scary. You know, there, there are several tall trees in my backyard. Yeah. My bedroom is at the back of my house on yeah. the second floor. Scary. So, you know, it's just be aware, be alert, try to stay calm. If government officials tell you to evacuate, do it. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> listen to them. You know, you might not think it's going to be as big a deal as they say it is, but what does it hurt you to follow the instructions? Right. Right. What's the the worst case scenario is you evacuate and you lose your house. Right. The worst case scenario if you don't evacuate is you lose your life. And that you can't replace your life. Right. Yeah, you can replace a house or things. Maybe some yeah. things you can't, but for the most part you can. You know, I guess possession-wise, we had the the families that came to my house had Everybody sort of pooled resources, and somebody brought a camp stove, so we were able to cook with propane. Um, when my uh, sister and brother-in-law got their power back earlier, they brought over their generator, so we were able to hook up the heat for a while. Oh, nice! So you know, little, those are, but those are more conveniences, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but it's. I think a lot of it is is the attitude. You know, don't whine and complain because you don't have power be thankful that you you know have a house 
were there were there some <laughs> yeah exactly were there some practical things i mean were you guys prepared for this or or did you have to like go oh man i wish i would have done that or i wish i would have had that ready or whatever i mean were you okay with that or uh, yeah i think so i mean we expected our power to go out because it normally does with a, a very large storm right and it did the year before with when irene came through right but um sunday we cooked up a lot of the meat that was in the freezer because mm-hmm. you know we knew it would thaw out when the power went out yeah, so we, we had lost plenty everything of prepared food freezer. there was like a, a chicken that we baked on sunday and a pork roast and so there was plenty of, of food available we you know stocked up on on bread and peanut butter and non-perishable items plenty right. of bottled water things like that i mean we've been through not necessarily hurricanes but we have the same sort of preparation anytime there's a big snowstorm coming. Right. Through. I was just going to say you guys get lots of snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're used to having to have enough enough food and water at your house in case you can't get somewhere because of a couple feet of snow. Right. right. Yeah. But usually you plan for a couple days. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't plan for <laughs> yeah two for weeks. twelve of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like oh my goodness, this is a lot. Yeah. So you were out of power for what twelve days? Yeah, it went out on Monday night. I guess that was the 29th. Wow. Yes. And came back last night, November that's, 7th, I think. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I guess, actually, yesterday was the 9th. Yeah, it? yeah, you're losing time now. <laughs> I you're don't know a, what day it is. <laughs> you're, you're in a time vortex. I don't know why I thought it was the 7th. That's weird. Well, you lose days when it's storming, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, thank you so much, Sue, for being on the program with us and uh, giving everybody a little report from uh, from the east coast of the United States of America. Yay. Yeah. And we're just so glad you're I'm safe. I'm glad you're still there. And, and hopefully, you know, some people won't be able to totally recover because of the loss of, of you know, a family, a friend. But for most of us, you know, Things can be replaced. And like microphones you just mumble in. <laughs> Get close to the microphone. I am close to That's the microphone. That's better. Thank you. Well, he has this dead kitty on it. <sighs> is what it's no, called. it's called a dead kitten. It's called a dead kitten. It's a so brand of, of... It tickles my face. It's a brand of windscreen for microphones, and it looks like a tribble, but they call it dead kitten. I don't know why they call it that. And it's it, not a very nice name. And it's name. furry and head... Um, tickly and so when she so talks I don't into it get it makes her close. lips tickle yes my nose tickle even i thought it would be exhilarating no hello i'm talking to you <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> well let's let's pray and uh and then we will uh we'll we'll take a little break and come back and tell everybody what we're talking about next week maybe we'll get sue back that quick and we can talk about her time at the convention, which was just awesome. (laughs) Okay. All right. Father, thank you for each and every person that has weathered this storm. And we're so grateful, Lord, that, uh, that you put people in our lives that can help. And that, that, uh, that, that great compassion came out of people because Lord, we believe you put it on the inside of people. And we just want to thank you for that. And thank you, Lord, for keeping Sue and her family safe and thank you, Lord, for for us learning something today as we uh, listen to the experience that Sue had. Uh, help us to be prepared and ready for anything that might happen with us, that we might be um, you know, friendly to those around us and help people around us uh, get back on their feet as well. And uh, we just thank you again for all that you're doing in our hearts and our lives. 
In Jesus' name, amen. I've really enjoyed, Sue, when you have um, interviewed people for the Anomaly podcast. Um, I really enjoyed, you talked about like a little girl who who um, was a little geeky girl, was really into like Star Wars and stuff and and how... She's written great, you wrote yeah, a great article on that. And, you know, that that was really enjoyable for me. Not that she was um, bullied for, like, Star Wars, but I just thought it was good that you brought that out um, in the, the article, in the interview, um, about that, you know, it's okay to be different. It's okay to, like, science fiction or fantasy. And, and we'll talk about that more next week. Yeah. But how do people get a hold of you if they wanted to read some of your blog entries or listen to some of your podcasts? Sue, how can they get a hold of you? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I podcast, uh, I guess, with the Anomaly family and work on Anomaly Supplemental, which has been delayed because of the hurricane. Oh, yeah. You guys had a <laughs> Halloween special on Ghostbusters that didn't get out yet. You know, it is it is still sitting unedited in a folder on my computer. Awesome. <laughs> You'll get and it. So, It'll get out soon, eventually. Um, and that is at anomalypodcast.com, A-N-O-M-A-L-Y cool. podcast.com. And uh, if you want to reach me, actually, we now have email. Sweet. So, But it's at .net. So I believe I can be reached at sue at anomalypodcast.net. Oh, that's Which is pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. Um, also, I'm on Twitter. I'm at S-P-A-L-T-O-R, Spaltor. I follow you on Twitter. It's always fun. <laughs> it's fun when you tweet, Sue. And you never know. You're going to be, you're either commuting or you're doing some cool craft project or you're, yeah, it's pretty cool. What, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I don't know why I do that to myself. I always fill my time with something and then I feel really busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. There's nothing I wrong think, with being I think busy. most of us do that, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Sue. We will uh, pick up again either next week or, or soon within the next few weeks, and we'll talk to you about your experience at Dragon Con. So thanks for being on the program. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here, especially since it means I have power and internet. Yes, and heat. <laughs> oh, you had heat already, kind of. No, not really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, there you go. That was a fun interview. I thought. Um, yes. What are you doing? I didn't have my headphones and microphone when you started just talking kicking again. back, enjoying life, I guess. I was. It's yeah. an exciting morning around here. We've had neighbors come over, several different, like four different neighbors come over during our podcast. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a little bit crazy. And then, of course, Jade wanted to um, have them throw the ball for her. Of course. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But I well, think we're back on track for the last couple minutes of our podcast. Good. Well, anyway. thanks, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, those of you that give on a on a monthly basis, that is just really helpful. And, I mean, seriously, it's a really cool thing because we're able to uh, continue on doing the podcast, and we appreciate all of your help. Very much so. <laughs> And if you want to get a hold of us, um, either to make a donation or just to tell us how you like the podcast. Because we like feedback. We love feedback. It really helps Re- us keep going. Give so. us some reviews on iTunes. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And um, are we on Podcast Alley, too? Yeah. Um, love to have a, a review or two on Podcast Alley. Yeah. And we're on Stitcher Radio. And Stitcher Radio. All those places. If you have time Smart to radio. make a little review, um, that would be great. Yeah. And um, please get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us at rick at takingwithyou.com or amy at takingwithyou.com or get a hold of us um, at facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or uh-huh. facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. That is correct. And Moy- Moyer. That is correct. Moyer is spelled M-O-Y-E-R. It is. Mm-hmm. Rick is just R-I-C-K, Amy, A-M-Y. Just so you know. Yeah. There are different ways to spell different things. So just thought I'd say that. But I, we'd love it if people would get a hold of us. That would be awesome. It love be more hearing awesome. from our listeners. Yeah. So so there. Yeah. Okay. Well, give them the spiel. Okay. This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Very nice, dear. Thank you. You did really well with that. Thank you. Leave you now with the Angry Birds theme.
<laughs> You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Our Taking Review, a podcast full of nostalgia and advice. Well, we do nostalgia in the form of talking about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or coffee, then why don't you come and listen to us? We're called Waffle On Podcast, and you can find us at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or on our main website, which is waffleon.podbean.com. And we would be honoured if you join us. <laughs> 